You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning, Real Presence Radio listeners. Thank you for joining us on the Tuesday edition of Real Presence Radio Live. I am Amanda Ellerkamp, joined by my co-host, Kelly Schneider. We are coming to you live from Dickinson, North Dakota today, Trinity High School, the Fisher Commons, on this very fallish Tuesday morning in late October. Uh, for the last segment of our show, we are pleased to be joined uh, on the phone by Linda Knudsen, who is a parishioner at Epiphany Parish up in Watford City, North Dakota, not far from here. Uh, and she's going to be visiting with us about the Seven Sisters Apostolate. Linda, thanks for being with us this morning. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's our pleasure. Could you just take a, a couple minutes to introduce yourselves to our listening audience? Yes, I'm, I live in Watford City. I'm married. Um, I have eight grandchildren, five children, and I'm very blessed to have six, um, six of my granddaughter, or grandchildren, excuse me, absolutely love the priest. So I'm really excited um, <laughs> and hopeful that they become a part of this apostolate also. Mm, beautiful. beautiful. For our listeners, let's just start with telling, uh, sharing with us, what is the Seven Sisters Apostolate? This is something that's new to our area. Okay, well, the Seven Sisters Apostolate um, is something that a group of us that went to the first conference in 2017, they had one of the breakout sessions, and there were women, I think, from Fargo and Bismarck and Minot, perhaps, um, that talked about the Seven Sisters Apostolate. And it's seven women who each take one day of the week specifically, and they spend one hour in prayer in front of the tabernacle, and they make that commitment for at least a year. And so we pray for the priest. We pray for spiritual graces, physical graces, emotional, mental. Um, We pray for them specifically, and then also for uh, a deeper devotion to our Blessed Mother. Mm. That is beautiful, Linda, um, and powerful. So, uh, so yeah, I know. I, I'm. I, you're gonna. I, I just can sense that you're ready to spill us with a lot of the graces that have been flowing forth from it. But um, that's amazing. So, born out of the 2017 Thirst Conference, um, a group of you hearing uh, about this apostolate. So, Linda. T- Talk us through that a little bit. So it kind of simmered. You you were at this talk. It simmered on your heart a little bit. And then were you, uh, uh, did you kind of spearhead that up in Watford City at Epiphany? Or did you, were you in conversation with other women and kind of started traction that way? There were a few of us in Bismarck that actually um, heard it. And we came back and immediately, you know, we all got together and it was like, the names of others just came to us, like in prayer, you know, it was just like, and, and everyone said yes, you know, so it was so beautiful. Um, actually, um, the apostle actually started though. It's, it's a beautiful story. Um, in St. Paul, Minnesota, um, Jeanette Howe was praying for her priest who is Father Joseph Johnson at that time, back in 2010, right? Okay. And her son Spencer was going through, um, priestly formation. He was actually ordained in 2013, but she was in prayer praying for her priest, 
And in Thanksgiving, you know, for all the help that he had been to her son in this formation. And one day in prayer, it was like a flash that she got this seven sisters thing. (laughs) And so she thought Jesus was asking her to pray the, the seven sorrows. So as she was reaching in her bag to take out the seven sorrows chaplet, um, it, it was, again, like seven sisters, and it, and it was just like it dawned on her that if I am getting this many graces from praying for our priest, as my son is, and as the priest is, wouldn't it be beautiful if we had six more sisters to make seven, you know? So it was beautiful, and from there, it just it, it flew. Um, and so, and here, too, it, it's been so wonderful. So edifying, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Linda, so tell us a little bit about um, what this looks like um, for you in the Watford City area uh, or this the, the group uh, and what area it covers there. Okay, so that's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for putting this on my heart. Okay, our Seven Sisters Apostolate for Father Brian is actually composed of women from Mexico, from the Philippines, from Guatemala, and from Watford City. And so we each, actually what's happened is um, we we just felt the calling that um, Father Brian maybe needed a couple sets of Seven Sisters Apostolates because he's, he's, He's being called in so many different directions. We love him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we have actually two groups of seven mm-hmm. that are praying for him now, and and it's just it's like Jesus is pouring out all those graces that we're praying for him for spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically. It's like he's pouring them back out upon us in oh. Thanksgiving for praying for our priests, and it's. I don't know. It's like wildfire. You can go to another parish somewhere and you can like leave a brochure and talk to them about it. And it's like, it, it's, just, it's just like it ignites. Like right away they are calling me back or texting me back saying, we've got one. We've got one for our priest, you know. And, and um, it's just the fact that it's been going that many years and we haven't got it um, actually set up in our whole diocese. I mean, I challenged a year ago, I challenged everyone that I knew to get one going for their priest. And there have been more that have sparked up, but it's, it's just such an edifying and beautiful experience as a seven sister to know that every day of the year, our priest is being prayed for specifically mm-hmm. one hour in front of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. Linda, is there a specific structure um, to the prayer or is it simply that, uh, the 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 whoever is praying in that hour can can go and and pray. They're they're essentially making a holy hour, right, with the intention of their holy hour being for the priest that they're praying for. But also, um, in that holy hour, Linda, are they are they able to bring in their own personal intentions, their own their own personal, you know, struggles within all that? Is there any kind um, of regulation around it? I should say. Um, well, we're under the tripic patronage of Madonna of the Grapes, St. John Vianney, and St. Margaret Clitheroe, and so usually in the beginning we invite those three into this holy hour to pray specifically for the priest. Mm-hmm. So anytime you have a commitment to um, a holy hour, it seems like all of a sudden 
there's all these little distractions that come up. <laughs> yes. And that, you know, it's like a Barclay or French all of a sudden. It's like, yes. I can't get her, I can't get her. True. But the beautiful, so thing, the beautiful thing with the Seven Sisters is you have your whole day. So I do Sundays for Father Brian. So I can go at 6 o'clock in the morning or I can go at 6 o'clock in the evening, whatever. I can go anytime. But there is, you know, one lady says 24-7 um, Hail Marys for her priest. I mean... She, that's how she feels that he's going to benefit. But there's a beautiful booklet that has um, the Sacred Heart of Jesus Novena in it, and that it gives you suggestions to pray for the different physical needs they may have or the different emotional or spiritual needs they might have. So you can follow along with that. And there's a beautiful prayer um, in the beginning of it from uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta. And then there's mm-hmm. other other little prayers in there. And there's different ideas, but... They do ask that you try to stay focused on the priest. So either go early and take care of your distractions, you know, pray for those, or stay after the hour and pray for those too, because we all have those. Because if you can, and it, it takes discipline, you know, it, yeah. it doesn't just happen right away. And I remember Father Brian, one of the ladies said, I, I you know, I see my rosary in my chaplet, and, and then I don't know what to do. And I said, you know what, just, and as I was going to explain to her, Father Brian overheard us, and he said, you don't have to pray specifically just for me for the whole hour. But as he walked away, I looked at her and kind of went, just like, yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) That's really great. Uh, I think, too, I mean, you know, the Lord knows, right? There has to be that beauty. And like you said, Linda, the graces uh, that come out of spending that time. So, So the graces that are infused in the life of the priest, right? But the graces that come into the life of the person praying for the priests are real and God knows that, right? So as much as we probably in that hour try and focus, you know, as you winked at your fellow parishioner, focus on Father Brian, focus on Father Brian. Mm-hmm. And, and those little barbed wire, for that, that's a great analogy, the barbed wire fence, those distractions that come up, right? God is aware of those and, mm-hmm. and he'll take care of those. He'll take care mm-hmm. of those issues. You know, we believe in faith that those distractions as they pop up, like, God just take care of that, and then we focus back on Father Brian. I really love, yeah. I really love what you're saying about that, um, and the graces that come forth from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Linda, your group was begun uh, in Watford City for your priest there, your pastor, Father Brian, out of this talk that you heard at the Thirst Conference. How has it grown from there? I know you shared there was two groups now praying for Father Brian. Um, What other growth uh, are you aware of that has maybe sprung up from, from your apostolate there in Watford City? Um, I know um, the ladies in Belfield for Father Shane Campbell. I know he just got one. Um, and I know Monsignor Richter has one in Dickinson at Queen of Peace. And mm-hmm. there's also one for Father Shay. Because the beautiful thing about this is if you really can't make your hour, um, there's a sub list that you can um, find other women who might want to sub for you. And I've been asked to pray... Um, for like through Dickinson, I know there's one for Father Shea also, and I think they're working on, I'm pretty sure, one for Father Grant Devorah, mm-hmm. and also for Father Bill. You know, that's that's our image, our, our goal right there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this, this is not just, I mean, it started in Minnesota, but right now it's in all 50 states, it's in Canada, in 28 countries. Wow. 
Wow, so that's very world, impressive. So, yeah, so worldwide, there's like three, I think, 3,635 active groups praying for priests. Mm. But, but there can be so many more, so many more. I mean, we, it, it is so beautiful. You know, to be a part of this, you know, when I go to Mass, you know, it's like you see your other, you know, other six sisters, or when you're in adoration, or, you know, or you just sneak in the church to pray. It's like the more time you spend on your knees in front of Jesus, Mm. the more love that you have in your heart to give to everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and it's just so beautiful seeing them. Mm -hmm. Linda, would you say that perhaps the goal is that? every parish would have a Seven Sisters Apostolate for each of the priests that they have there? Yes. 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 Definitely. Definitely, yes. Yeah, very, very beautiful. So, I know you've talked about the the spiritual benefits that you have um, recognized and received from being a part of the Apostolate. What other graces have you seen or heard of that have flowed uh, from this apostolate being present in all these parishes, not only across the state and the country, but the world? I would have to say bringing us closer to Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, becoming more aware of the beautiful things that our priests do for us, you know, it's like watching them give viaticum to your dying parents or watching them baptize your grandchild. Or, you know, I've been down to Masses in Dickinson with my grandchildren, and the way those priests, I mean, it's like the love of Jesus pouring out from their hearts on those children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every single one of my grandchildren absolutely love their priest. Mm-hmm. I mean, they love their priest. It's like, it's so beautiful. And it's like the confirmation classes or even at the funeral. You know, there was just a funeral on Saturday. And just watching the priest show his love to that family, mm-hmm. it's so beautiful. So there's this awareness that now all of a sudden you're focusing more on the beauty and love that 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 priest who is very fragile, you know, it's a ministry. It's not a job that, you know, it's not a job. It's a ministry. And mm-hmm. his love is just pouring out all the time in the confessional. I mean, you think of all the beautiful things in the middle of the night. If someone's dying at the hospital, they get a call, whatever. It's like they give their whole life for us. And once you're in this apostolate and you start praying for them, and all of a sudden you're just totally focused on all the beautiful things they do. And when someone ha- perhaps maybe uh, criticizes one, I mean, you get this horrible sick feeling in your stomach. I mean, it's just like, and immediately I flash back to this um, Pieta prayer book that my brother gave me probably 20 years ago. And in there it talks about criticizing priests and how, mm-hmm. how immediately, you know, you need to say a Hail Mary and, you know, never ever attack a priest or say anything about him but it that's just life too we can either focus on on a bad behavior and not all the good things someone does or we can focus on the beautiful things they do and i think that is one of the beautiful graces with this apostolate that it's just it's so hard not to look at a priest and fall totally in love with him because Mm -hmm. of all the beautiful things they do for us 
Linda, you spoke a little bit uh, about um, a, a, a prayer book. I'm wondering for those listeners who are involved, two things. Um, first of all, how could a listener get involved with one of these apostolates if, if they're really feeling that the Holy Spirit pressing upon their heart, especially with what you're saying, it would be hard to ignore that at this point in time. Uh, because you've been so amazing to share with us. And then uh, if a parish or if there's a person listening and, and that person knows that the parish doesn't have an apostolate, is there a place to go to um, to figure out how to get one yes. started? Yes. Okay, if you just like want information um, about it, you can go to their website. It's www7, spelled out, sisters, apostolate, dot org okay and okay. if you are in the bismarck diocese um you can go online to seven sisters bismarck at gmail.com and you can send them an email hmm. um there's let's see our core coordinators for our diocese are Kristen better and bev cushing and uh, i've talked to bev a lot she's amazing um but if you just like even Go on the website, yeah. um, or or call like Bev Cushing's from Minot, um, and I think Kristen Better is from Bismarck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you can get a hold of them, and then there's Sue Ellen Dossett. I don't know, Dossett. I'm, I'm sorry if I've mispronounced your name. That's okay. From Fargo for that diocese, but you know, for people in other listening areas, because Real Presence Radio goes so far, um, just. Go on www.sevensistersapostolate.org, and it's beautiful. And and this little Seven Sisters Apostolate book that you um, you can get, or you can order them, or you can even they have a downloadable mm. PDF version that you can nice. print. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's very good information, Linda. For our listeners who might be wondering, as Kelly said, like, how do I get involved? How do I get this going in my area? Is there one in my area? Mm -hmm. um, I was also wondering, Linda, as you were talking about, you know, the kind of the structures, Kelly said, of the hour um, and how, you know, that might be structured and what you might pray for in all the different areas of, of the needs of the priests that you cover. Is there any um, level of, you know, asking the priests for what they might need, or I'm assuming that when they're established that the priests would know that they have an apostolate praying for them. Could you speak a little bit to that um, part of of the interaction between the priest and the seven sisters who are praying for them? Yes, great question. Totally forgot about that part. Okay, in, within the seven sisters, you have one that kind of heads it up, and she's called like an anchoress, and so they send out um, like monthly newsletters. They email you monthly newsletters um, for that. Um, oh, I forgot the first part of your question. No, that's. I was just curious if the if there's any part of request from the priest to oh, those yeah. apostolate or Sorry. how that's communicated back and yeah. forth of kind of informing like, hey, this apostolate's been set up for you okay. yeah. um, and, and, yeah. and to just be practical in that um, support. Yes. So the anchors is usually the one that will ask the priest, you know, if there's something that you specifically want prayers for, um, please let me know. And then we don't do it in a text or an email. We call them and tell them mm. um, what it is. And we try to keep it, you know, it's between us when we pray for something for them. Um, right. So, 
yeah, it would probably be up to the anchors to ask. But there's also, like, you can find out, like, what's her favorite paint or well, who's your namesake or, you know, mm-hmm. um, different things like that. And, and it's really easy. In fact, those hours go so fast when you're praying and you know about your priest and who his, you know, what, just what his commitments are in mm-hmm. life, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, with Father Brian, you know, he's doing a lot of healing services now, which are so incredibly unbelievable. Um, and so he's really busy with that, too, along with everything else he does, which all pastors are. I mean. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. So. And, and Linda, there's no, um, I, I'm sensing from you, too, there's no limit. Like, we could have multiple groups of seven sisters praying for one, one parish's priests. True? I mean, yes. that's, okay. You can, yes, yes. Because I got the idea to have two for Father Brian from in the Dakota Catholic Action. They were asking um, for, like, maybe four sets for the bishop. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so then that's when I had asked Father Brian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Gosh. a really just beautiful, um, just a really beautiful practical support yeah. for our priests, you know, because we talk all the time really about, like, praying for one another, right? Yes. We say that, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to pray for you, I'm going to... Um, but to have that set up in, in such a way that it, it's built into your day, into your week, to know that for sure that priest is covered every day of the week um, by, an, by an individual. Because mm-hmm. um, as you were saying, you know, it's seven women, you each take a day of the week and you spend an hour in front of the tabernacle uh, so either with the Eucharist exposed or not, um, to pray for your priest. Uh, and it's a very powerful, um, just a very powerful witness and image, I think. Yeah. Totally. Yes, it is. And if you're gone on vacation or something, you can go to a church in another town too to pray it. If you, mm-hmm. you know, if, mm-hmm. because once you make this commitment, you really don't want to ask your sub. You really, you really love sure that part of your day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Linda, this is absolutely beautiful. Um, and f- filled with information that I, I wasn't aware of. And I, that's probably very true for many of the listeners in our area. So thank you for being so willing to come on and share this with us and our listening family. Um, that website listeners, uh, uh that you could jump on to dot seven the word seven s e v e n sisters apost o late a p o s t o l a t e apostolate dot o r g uh to get more information and then if you're local in the bismarck diocese uh seven sisters bismarck at gmail dot com does that all sound correct linda <laughs> yes yes okay. that is perfect okay <laughs> Perfect. Linda, thanks so much for being with us and sharing uh, your enthusiasm and your faith with us this morning for this apostolate uh, and and for our priests. We really, really appreciate your time today. Oh, thank you. And I hope you guys both can get involved in in an apostolate for your priests. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, we, we really appreciate your, your encouragement, your enthusiasm. Uh, listeners, at this time, we're going to go uh, back to the studio for the technical director's preview of our upcoming shows and programming on RPR.
On the next Real Presence Live, Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, your hosts will be Steve Sponskowski and Tom O'Keefe, coming to you live from our Fargo studio. Their guests will include Deacon Ben Seitz for Six Stone Jars Married Couples Retreat and Bear Wozniak, speaker at our upcoming Sioux Falls Banquet in November. He will share his new book, 12 Rules for Manliness. All this and more is coming to you on the next Real Presence Live, Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Thanks, Aaron. More great programming coming up. Uh... Kelly, I'm always just struck by like how much I learn in 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 the two hours mm-hmm. those four quick segments that we have with our guests. Yeah, for sure. And uh, again, just the the time that how it all weaves together. You know, starting with with Mr. Grinsteiner and um, talking about something as as simple as athletics mm-hmm. and the rightly the the way we ought to rightly order life. You know and Austin and Elizabeth and and their journey with college students and how they're helping college students rightly order their life. Right. And Father Grant relationship uh, with his students and talking to them about meaning. Mm -hmm. Meaning is about order. And then wrapping up with Linda and like prioritizing prayer for our priests. That's huge. Yes. I have a lot of takeaways. Yes. You could give me a three, two, one exercise. <laughs> She's going to call an exit ticket before yeah, she next. leaves the show today. Yeah. Yeah. Just that very intentionalness and the beauty. I was struck by what our, our faith brings to all areas of our life, right? That it's not compartmentalized um, and that we bring that into into the classroom, into our, our coaching and our vocation, right? Our vocation. Just that, that everything it weaves through there. So, uh, dear listeners, we hope that you were blessed uh, with our guests this morning as we were, as you joined us for Represents Radio Live. And we hope that your Tuesday and the rest of your week continues to be blessed. Be well, dear listeners. God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.